Welcome to Sales Hiring Straight Talk, where sales leaders go for advice, tips, and resources to hire high-performing sales talent. If you find the hiring process challenging or have been disappointed when a hire couldn't sell, you're not alone. Make your sales hiring interviews rock with Sales Hiring Straight Talk. Here are your co-hosts, Jennifer Leak and Suzanne Paling. Part three of our interview with Shelley Billinghurst focuses on how to source good sales candidates, mistakes hiring managers make, and actions you need to take when recruiting. She discusses why you need to have an always be recruiting mentality, a careers page on your company website isn't enough, and some recruiting actions are so 2011 and don't work in 2021. We're back with Shelly. And Shelly, we talked about in other podcasts, the labor market and job postings. Mm-hmm. But now we've got the job posting, we have to source candidates. Mm-hmm. How do we find salespeople, mm-hmm. job boards, whatever? How do we find good sales candidates? So I think organizations have three options. Jennifer, they, they can do uh, one of three things when it comes to sourcing candidates. So the first one is build your own. That is, you bring in great new, you've got a great new grad program, you're bringing them in, you're teaching them, you're training them, you're growing, you're promoting them. And so that means some tremendous resources in training, learning and development, and making sure that your leaders know how to grow people. So that's one option. Um, So then your sourcing becomes internal. So you've got a, a constant stream of people coming up through the organization. The second is that you you can actually, I guess, buy them. That means you would go to a third-party staffing firm and pay somebody else to source them and bring them to you. If you've got buckets of money, giddy up, because it is expensive. It basically means that you are paying someone else to represent your brand. And so then you are having to pay for their time, energy, resources, recruiting, screening, expertise. And it's it's very viable. It's a huge industry in around the world, certainly. And then it becomes the organization's responsibility to make sure that they can find a staffing firm who can do this really well. And so I guess the third one is kind of the DIY approach. And that is you would actually build your employer brand. You would actually invest in being able to like have your own internal recruitment team, or more importantly, upskill your hiring leaders to know how to recruit, source, and hire. Because I I believe that anyone in an organization, whether they are manager, director, vice president, CEO, they should always be recruiting. They should always be looking at talent. Who do we have external to the organization? Who have you met? They should always be selling why work here. Now, that is not easy to do, especially if you've got other responsibilities. But I believe if it's embedded in the company's culture, they're always recruiting. Now, that would also mean, how do people even know that you're hiring? They may find your organization a super sexy place to work. I'd love to work there and sell those widgets. But they won't ever know that you're hiring. So in days gone by, we would have a careers page where we would post a job and hope that somebody Googled us or found us as an organization. It's a 
big assumption that candidates know who your company is, Mm -hmm. that they would actually go to your website, click on careers and apply for the jobs that you just simply have laying around on your website. It's been, I would say that is very much 10 years ago. So that's very 2011 that you just simply have a careers page. Now, I think the most effective is aggregators, kind of like, you know, uh, so Jennifer, if you if you were going to be looking, say you were going to be traveling to Tokyo, you were going to go to Tokyo on a vacation, would you actually look for what hotels go directly to each of the hotel's websites to find out what their rates are, to decide if you want to stay there? No, you would go to TripAdvisor and find out what are the good hotels. Oh, and by the way, TripAdvisor has prices and all the information is in one place. So the same thing happened in the recruiting industry, and that is it's aggregators. Right now, indeed, they own the lion's share of candidate eyeballs. If I'm looking for work, I will go to Indeed. Why? Because it's an aggregator. Every company that is hiring, and it's only two things, job title and location. That's all I have to do. And oh, and then I can sign up and they will send me jobs as they get posted. Oh, and then once a week, I'll get a summary of all the new jobs that were posted in my profession and in my area. They're sent to me. So I basically, once I have decided to make a move, that's all I have to do. From the employer's side, how do you get on Indeed? You can you can go for free. If you, if you believe that it's free, I'm here to tell you that's not true. There's no, there's no free lunch in this world. There is nothing free in this world. Yes, the job board, like the aggregator sites will scrape your career page and it'll end up there for free and you will get free traffic. But if you really want to get in the game, you got to open up your wallet and you need to pay for performance. Because if you believe you are the only organization hiring this skill set, you're the only game in town, you've got one of two things that are going to happen. You're going to have lots of candidates applying or nobody. Rarely is there something in between. So Indeed right now is the monster of 2011. Uh, Monster is essentially a shell of its former self. I don't even know if people still look on monster, quite honestly. Candidates do go to the aggregators. So the two big ones would be Indeed and ZipRecruiter. And what those sites do is for me as a candidate, my experience as a candidate is their number one goal is to get me as a candidate searching and then being served those those job opportunities to apply to. So Shelly, you you have two things that come to mind. One is that there may be a lot of noise on job boards, people looking and people posting. If we combine what you talked about in a previous podcast about traits that you're looking for, mm-hmm. knowing the candidate you're looking for, and your job posting hopefully has some of those things, some tips that would help sales leaders coming from maybe smaller companies that aren't known. What are some tips that they could stand out with the noise that's on a job board? That is an awesome question because first of all, it assumes that bigger companies have it all figured out. Jennifer, Suzanne, the three of us could just do a little tour on the job boards right now. And it becomes so quickly evident that the big companies are the ones who are really dropping the ball on writing a great job ad. So if you are a small firm and you're a sales leader, I will guarantee you, if you put some heart into your job ad, you will stand out so clearly. 
if you are, if you're, if you're hoping to do this for free, in other words, so you write a great job ad, but your job is number is on page 85. No, you need to open up your wallet. You need to understand that if you want your job ad to be seen, you need to sponsor it so that you can compete so that you can understand. And just simply going on Indeed as a candidate, pretend you're the candidate. And I type in software sales, Houston, and I can see there are 800 postings. What does that tell me if I'm the hiring leader? If I'm the sales manager and I'm trying to hire, I better get in the game. If you want to compete, you better crack open your wallet and put some money down. And that is how you will compete because candidates will find you. They have the traffic. If anybody's looking for work right now, chances are they will be served your job from Indeed or the number two one is ZipRecruiter. They will get served your job. But if it's not sponsored and you have no money, no skin in the game, it's not going to show up. You will be on page 85. So it's a little bit like Google ads, right? You know, that when you Google something and there's 800,000 of them and you're on page 17, nobody's ever going to find you. So you're saying exactly. No, and there's that assumption that because you're buried on page 17, it's not as good. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it is pay to play. What small companies or very niche organizations looking for very like top talent to work um, in sales for them. I guarantee you, if you put out a quality job ad that speaks to the heart of what it's like to work for your organization, you will get back what you put out. Good advice. Thank you, Shelly. You've again given our listeners some great advice and things to think about when recruiting and sourcing sales candidates. If you picked up some good ideas today, please share this episode on LinkedIn. If you missed our first two podcasts with Shelly on the topics of the current labor market and why posting a job description is a big mistake, you can find them on other podcasts at saleshiringstraighttalk.com. We're here to be a resource for you. Visit saleshiringstraighttalk.com to listen to more episodes in the growing podcast library. Sales Hiring Straight Talk, so your sales hiring interviews rock.